Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. I've known Jake Grantham for nearly 10 years, and it's been incredible to watch his rise. Originally from London, Jake moved to Hong Kong to join the first team at the Armory. He met Alex Peronius there, and they eventually left to start their own shop in London called Anglo-Italian. By the way, if you want to hear more about that, I definitely encourage you to listen to the first pod that Jake Grantham and I did together. Since then, it's been an upward rise in this little world of menswear. From Anglo-Italian's jeans to knits, they've really nailed this classic, casual, chic aesthetic. Jake's a bit of an old soul, and while he has a keen eye for detail and aesthetics, he's done a fantastic job with an evolution of retail and e-commerce. So much that when lockdown hit, they were able to pivot quite well to online only. I reached out to Jake to check in and hear how quarantine has had him do some deep thinking. Jake and I discuss how their business evolved from quarantine and why he's anxious to visit the National Gallery. We also chat about what Anglo-Italian is working on for this fall. It's good. It's Blamo Extra, and Jake Grantham is back. I have fallen into this rabbit hole of, I, I don't know, it's always like every time around the summer, um, maybe it's like the anniversary of D-Day and stuff, but I fall into this rabbit hole of World War II history and <laughs> battles and war, you know, and all this stuff that happened. And I watched this documentary recently <clears throat> that was done by a British company, and it was yeah. all the explanation of World War II from the perspective of the British Army. Because at least like everything I had ever read in the past was all about how yeah. You know, America came and America, you know, and America did this and then America had to do this. But uh, I had no idea of other perspectives of other countries and, you know, and allies. <laughs> well, quite oddly, it's funny we start talking about the war straight away. But um, <laughs> uh, for anyone listening, we, there was some context. We were talking about architecture and things. But anyway, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, um, weirdly, my grandfather was, at, I found out recently, was at Dunkirk um which is kind of crazy and he um so i found this out and with within a day or two of finding this out um oh sorry let me backtrack so no you're fine my uh, so i'd always know my grandfather always had one arm and he died when i was quite young and i've always i kind of knew why he had one arm because he's involved in a grenade accident in the war and he pulled out well before they had pins he pressed the mechanism and it blew up um prematurely in his arm um so i found that out and then I found out he was a Dunkirk. And the day I found out he was a Dunkirk, I walked outside of my house in my little flat here in Shepherd's Bush. And in the in sort of um, on the pavement outside our flat was a little toy grenade, which is totally crazy. And then I get this call on my walk to work. Moments later, it all sounds far too serendipitous to be true, but it all is. And it's a call from my older brother. And he said, oh, you know, um, uh, some... I said, oh, he said, he said, hey, I said, how's it going? He said, good. I said, listen, did you know Wally was our grandfather's name? Wally was a Dunkirk. He said, 
how can you tell me that? That's so bizarre. I've just got off the phone with the <laughs> Royal Fusilier who someone's handed in Wally's watch and they're trying to find his family. So this all happened to me in like in like a day finding out all this history, which is quite bizarre. Wait, you someone found your late yeah. grandfather's watch? Crazy, right? And it handed it in Where was his it? regiment. I don't know. My brother's trying to find out a bit more about it, but I think he had sold it and had uh, it was, he got a pocket watch when he was, um, you know, when he left the army. Um, and yeah, he, um, I guess he sold it and it ended up in someone's father's belongings. When his father died, he went through with them and gave it back to us, which is very thoughtful. It's not worth anything. It's not, 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 not some sort of, you know, uh, priceless gem or anything, but it's sentimentally quite important, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because a lot of the uh, watches right now that people are trying to collect are um, what has been nicknamed the Dirty Dozen, which is basically mm-hmm. the uh, 12 different manufacturers um, were contracted to make watches for the British Army for World War II. And a lot of times they're called WWW for it was just wristwatch waterproof. Um, but you have like LaMagna, you have Omega, you have Serena, you have, I mean, like, you know, 12 different brands, but right now for some reason, everyone's trying to find them and collect them because they're, they're reasonably priced in the sense that for an old world, world war two watch, they're anywhere from six, $700 to $3,000. It depends on the condition and then, you know, which manufacturer that you have, but were they worn in combat or given afterwards? No, they were they were like military issue. So wow. I, I think there's a lot out there that weren't worn in combat, mm-hmm. but were made for the uh, soldiers to have in combat. Fascinating. But yeah, no, it's it's nuts. I don't know why everyone's trying to get them right now. It's, well, it's you, something about World War Two right now is just permeating. Yeah, well, <laughs> perhaps we can come on to that later. But my to close the loop, the weird thing was when my father died, which happened between the last time we spoke. He, um, again, going through his belongings and my grandfather, after he got out of the war, he worked for his whole life in Boots the Chemist. I know you've lived in London, so you know, but you've been yeah, yeah. a lot of work, so you know what that is. I guess it's like a Walgreens or something. Is that maybe the similar CVS or something? He worked at yeah, CVS yeah. for his whole life. Um, and then when he retired, they gave him a gold Omega watch, um, which I guess oh, wow. doesn't, happen, doesn't happen anymore. Uh, you know, you, you work at a pharmacy and uh, and you get given a you know nice watch. Um, but yeah, just funny how these things have come back to me in the last year or so. Quite bizarre. Again, not not worth anything financially. I think, unfortunately, for the Grantham family, it was the year that Omega was seventy one. I think when he retired, and I might be wrong. You know, much and much. You know, much more than me about watches. But I think it's the year they tried out a quartz watch. So yeah, just our luck. It's worthless. But there we go. Sentimentally <laughs> important. I don't well I don't know if it's worthless it's funny the the Rolex oyster quartz and are a, a lot of companies that did quartz movements because they only did for such a short amount of time to collectors they're worth way more because you have yeah you have this massive company that only did a specific mm-hmm. type of movement for a very very short amount of time before they went back to you such know such as the world OG. watches mate just, yeah just watches are such trash head. <laughs> you can have I love them so made, much. Made what much less, in, in, you know, kind of intricately, but worth vastly more just because it's rare. It's very odd. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's weird. So I'm I'm glad you you came back on to chat. But I was you know curious to, to catch up with you on 
what's been happening with Anglo Italian, what's been you know happening over there with lockdown. I mean, obviously we're in the post COVID nineteen era of the world, and it is just very strange. Yeah, gosh, um, where to start? Really, I mean, we we've been doing a lot of kind of soul searching. Really, is the word for it since it started. I think we were on this fabulous trajectory. It's all going extremely well. Um, last time we spoke, gosh, it must have been about two years ago. Yeah, because um, you were you had just did you had just announced fabric. Yeah. That- that people could order and, and for, for yes. tailors and stuff. So, so that's gone super well. Um, we've, yeah, we launched Fabric probably about six months ago. And who who would have guessed it that actually Fabric does really well in Corona times, um, <laughs> which is yeah. bizarre. I think I think with the lack of traveling and, um, you know, with that sort of schedule of this, that which was pre-Corona, that kind of mad trunk show schedule that almost everyone was on. Um, if you want to sort of still get your kind of tutorial fix, but not... Yeah, unable to see your, your your regular guy, you could get some cloth from us. So it's kind of a good time to launch it. But no, I think bigger picture stuff. We've we've really sort of tried to evaluate what you know what we. I know it sounds a bit corny, but it's not corny. Hone in on what we've um, what we've done, what we've achieved, what we've done well, what we could do better. And it's been a it's been a really stressful few months, obviously, for everyone. But hopefully, we're going to come out of this as as you know as well as we possibly can and equally we're kind of the right size company to a survive and b hopefully do okay when when this when things reopen you know we're a tailoring company that has ready to wear and already that's that doesn't sound revolutionary but not all of them do yeah i mean i my heart breaks for a lot of the row uh, especially all the independently owned shops to where they just do bespoke and it everything requires in person i mean I think, yeah, you're right. For you, you know, you're depending on which customer you talk to who shops at Anglo Italian, you're either a ready to wear company or you're a custom like bespoke or, or, you know, made to measure, you know, company because the, while the product offering you have is, is great, it's still really diverse um, yeah. for that stuff. Um, and yeah, we've, we've been working super hard over the last three years to a, a kind of carve out our own look and the fabric, like you mentioned, is definitely a big part of that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we pride ourselves in designing everything that we do. Nothing sort of dialed in. Try our best to, to yeah, push our own aesthetic as much as humanly possible. Obviously, we rely on other mills um, uh, who do a great job and do something that we, we you know, we don't offer ourselves. So it's not like the entirety of the offer is purely ours. But it's, again, quite rare for a single store like ours to design your own fabrics, to have your own blocks, to have, you know, your own models. The Crockett and Jones, it's a huge, um, you know, we've really tried our best to be unique. Um, yeah. and to push the aesthetic that I think is the, you know, uh, for me at least, the kind of way to dress. Um, so, yeah, so I think, you know, we're, we're not exposed to the wholesale business like a lot of people have been. Obviously, that's been really tough for department stores in the States. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, department stores everywhere, I think it's been really tough for. Uh, huge overheads, lots of staff, expensive rents crazy debt repackaging deals and all the stuff you read about that you just wonder how the hell that ever happened. Want to hear the rest? Visit patreon.com forward slash blammo and join the Blam fam. You can hear this episode and more and join our private members only community where we all chat about clothes, life, and a bit of everything. Yeah, that's right. The season may be over, but Blammo extras will never stop. So visit patreon.com forward slash blammo and we'll see you there.